What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're recapping week NFL, the Christmas Day specials. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment of the craziest shit you saw this weekend and, or anything. You just want to talk some shit on some shit you hit. Just let us know. But this is Paul Pickling with him, Concha, and I'm joined with... Man, you already know. It's that boy, Kev. Water, boy, Savoy. You feel me, man? And Paul, man, I'm not feeling the love, man. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling the love, man. I'm not, man. <sighs> Your boy lost in the fantasy playoffs. Oh, oh, another one bites the dust. Number one in the league, 12 and two. Damn, oh. 12 and two. <laughs> oh, bro, I, bro, the person I lost to, I dropped 200 on him on week three. I was looking at who receipts. I had on. That was back. I was looking at who I had on my team. I had motherfucking Pat Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, KJ Osborne, Zach Ertz, 49ers defense, the motherfucking Mac Day. Oh my, my team was so loaded, but it D was on my bench suspended. And then these fuck niggas, man. This was probably the worst week of fantasy I've ever had. Cause like we scored, and it wasn't because I scored one, like, I scored 135. I lost by five points, and I watched through D-Hop laying that. Bruh sold the fuck out of me. D-Hop costed a lot of people in these fantasy playoff weeks, bro. And I, I happened to be on the opposite end. I was going up against a Josh Jacobs, a D-Hop, a Denver's defense against the uh, the Rams with Baker Mayfield. And I thought I was toast, bro. But all, every one of them sold. Every single one of them sold for me to come back and just sneak my way into the championship round. Bruh, they all sold. It's crazy. Because I have Josh Jacobs, six points. Diop 2.4. Motherfucking. And then it's crazy because I was down by 40, right? And everybody's thinking, and then I was looking like, dang, I haven't been down all season type shit. Yeah. Motherfucking. Oh. My kicker, I had Matt Gay kicker, and the Rams put up 51 on these stupid motherfuckers. So motherfucking, my kicker got motherfucking, got me um 28. Boom. And Ooh. then somebody else played, and then I had the fucking 49ers defense. That's 18. Boom. We in the game. Back in it. Yeah, the whole new game. They got Richard White, who motherfucking Leonard, who let, where Leonard Fournette got most of the snap. Leonard Fournette got like twenty and ten versus him got like eight and four, eight and four. Motherfucking this man, Richard White. I watched him score the touchdown for them boys to go to overtime, and I'm like, that's crazy. Ricard, Ricard White. Fuck. I don't <laughs> care if it was Richard Black, Ricard Black. Fuck him. Like, it's some bullshit, dog. I'm upset. D-Hop sold me. Josh Jacobs sold me. Uh, Cooper Cup got hurt, and it's fuck fantasy. I just lost to the number five motherfucker. So now it's the number two versus the number five motherfucker in the championship. And don't get me wrong. We both would have got our asses beat by either person that played in that other um. The other side. Yeah. One Somebody dropped, like, 170, and somebody else dropped, um... It was like a close game. When somebody dropped 170, I think the other person dropped like 157. And I was just like, this is insane. Like, That's like the totally blitz uh, fantasy uh, bracket. Me and Alex were in the championship round. We only put up like one, like 120 and 115. And then you look over at the Kyle versus Dre. They're putting up like 190 and 200. <laughs> they're over there shooting it out. Like, oh. <laughs> that bitch up. 
well, on on our picks though, Kev, you went two and zero on your locks. The Bengals and Chargers, never a doubt. Well, the Bengals is a little bit of a doubt. Uh, your your dog Eagles, they didn't come through, but actually it was a hell of a ball game. Then on my end, I went one and zero on the dogs. Panthers, I'm a, I keep riding them as a dog. I keep getting paid out pretty well. And then zero and two on my locks, I had Broncos and Titans. Both of them didn't um, pull through. But as as a full slate, Kev, you went eight and eight. This includes Thursday game as well. And then I went eleven and five, bringing our totals to only a two game difference. Kev is still in the lead, one twenty one ninety eight and two to my one nineteen a hundred and two. So I needed this week because we were split on one, two, three, four, five, six. We were split on seven games, and out of those seven games, I went six and one. So like. That's crazy. Yeah, I need it. This is the week I needed. <laughs> oh no, not nice to go. I went five and two. I went five and two. But still, this is the week I needed to, to close that gap. That boy said, "Fuck that." I respect it, but no, nah, man, that shit was painful. I was watching the game, and I was like, I was like, who the fuck? Who who can you? Once I seen the Titans lose to the Jags, I was like, who can you trust in this league right now? That was who, crazy. I said, who can you trust? And when I seen the Texans beat the motherfucking um. Titans. Nah, the Jack. Oh yeah, the Texans. When I seen the Texans bust their ass, I was like, "There's nobody you can trust in this league no more. This league is this league is for everybody." <laughs> nah, for real. I oh, shit. Well, let, let's just get into it then. Do you want to talk Thursday night football? I mean, we kind of talked talk, on the picks. We talked it a little bit, but like, I just think the Jags are a legitimate team. I think the Jets can. I'll never bet on Zach Wilson again. I don't care who he's playing against. And they got to figure something out because, like, that defense can only do so much. Yeah, and uh, going forward, Zach, Zach Wilson will no longer be the starter. That's confirmed. They're going to have Mike White be the starter. Flock will be the second string. Zach Wilson's third string. And I've been screaming that for a while now. I'm happy they're catching up. Jaguars, on the other hand, are now first in the AFC South after this week. Sitting in the playoffs, all they have to do is win next week, and they probably are in the playoffs for sure. And I mean, is someone on this show was saying that the Jaguars will be sitting on top of the Titans at the end of the year? So I mean, it was a pretty good Thursday. Hey man, I've been thinking about that all year. <laughs> hey, did I see the way you segue into it? I was like, oh, he said that up. That's what he wanted to bring up first. But nah, you called that shit, man. The Jaguars are sitting at what seven and eight, and then motherfucking they own the tiebreaker against the Titans right now. And Derrick Henry might not play Thursday night football because of, uh, he got hurt this week and it's short week and everything's already not at practice. So, hey, it's looking up and up for the Jags. And the big thing is Christian Kirk. People kept laughing about that thing. And I kept saying, bro, Christian Kirk's a guy. And, like, he's he's proved a lot of people wrong this year. Yeah, that's true. No, I think Trevor Lawrence is really the biggest thing. He's stepping up because these are games that he would lose. he was losing last year. Like all these fourth quarter, these fourth um, these fourth um down drive, these four quarter drives that he's going on, he might not have had to do it in this game, but this season he's found progression. Because I kept asking the question, "Yo, does Trevor Lawrence suck?" Question mark. Yeah, like, he even had the fumble to start the game and had and overcame it. Yeah, so like Trevor Lawrence, the way he's stepping up, and then Doug Peterson has his team believing. They're buying in Josh Allen on defense. Like this team, this Jaguars team is interesting. Like. They're only going to get better because next year they get Calvin Ridley. True. No, that's true. Only look up and up. 
Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see. I think they could continue to play, and that'll be a fun wild card team, I think, because they can put up thirty with like almost a lot of teams, and their defense so far the second half of the season has stepped up a big ways. And who would they play first? The motherfucking. Um, it could be the Chargers. It could be the the Ravens, the Bengals. Like all, all these like, teams are very beatable. Maybe not the Bengals because the Bengals are division leaders too. But um, all teams very beatable in the Chargers, Ravens. Dolphins right now can't even lie. No, that's actually you want to get into that game first. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's just get right into it. Let's talk. We're skipping a little bit around. Let's talk Sunday morning Christmas Day special to start it off. The Packers beating the Dolphins in Miami, where the Dolphins came out swinging, put up twenty it was twenty to thirteen at halftime. Dolphins don't score again. Three interceptions to end the game by Tua, and like. This was a bad showing. No, that shit was tragic, man. Because if you look at it right, I texted you the second I seen Jalen Waddle literally turn up the field and burn everybody. I don't know how Tyreek Hill got behind him, but they 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 tag team burnt the entire Packers defense. And motherfucking this team, you guys were balling. You guys were making them look like scrubs. And like I give it to the Packers, they stayed with it and they kept fighting. They didn't give up even a little bit, not at one point, but. That second half told everything. We didn't know this was a sneaky stat, but Matt LaFleur was is 14 and 0 and 15 and 0 in December now. Like this was a sneaky stat. Nobody brought that up until the game, I swear. And they're showing that they played tough football and they give they um do whatever they can to get the ball through. They are that pass the big dog Mercedes Lewis. That shit was nice. Christian, um Christian Watson was doing good until he got um taken out. Like everybody was balling. Lazard motherfucking they're showing plays of him blocking his ass off out Aaron Rodgers doing his thing running out the pocket motherfucking and then this defense they got three takeaways just in the last was it four all day or three just three uh three so yeah they got three in the last three possessions like this team was balling like this like it's, it's gonna be scared this Packers team sneaks into the playoffs because it's like yo we was talking about that they're dead I'm fucking tired of this shit bro I'm tired because with Brian Flores, we started one and seven. We go eight and seven to, at this same point last year. We were fucking eight and seven. We started this year eight and three, and here we are eight and seven to get four straight. Lo- I can't, can't fucking wear this shirt. I'm fucking tired of this shit, bro. I'm fucking tired of this shit. I'm tired of being a Dolphins fan, bro. Every year, doesn't matter how. We went out and got Tyreek Hill, Taron Armstead, Waddle stepping up. We got motherfuckers blocking for Tua, bro. Raheem Morstead, Jeff Wilson, Mike McDaniels with the swag. And this is what, eight and seven? Eight and seven? I'm tired of this, bro. I'm tired of it. I can't, I can't, I can't, bro. Our biggest issue on God, I think our biggest issue is we give up on the run game. We we give up, even if the Packers suck against the run, we don't don't run the ball. And then we, we, we settle too much on these big plays. There, when have you seen a Dolphins go down the drive methodically, eight to seven yard passes, five yard runs, 13 drive score? It hasn't happened all year. Look at the Ravens comeback. Was any of those touchdowns methodical? Or were they 60 yard bombs to Tyreek to waddle down the middle? We, we keep settling with these big plays and we score points. But when it comes down to we need one drive, go down the field, 10 plays, three minutes. We can't do it. And it, it, it's fucking, it's sad. It, it, we have all the weapons we invested in. And here we are, eight and seven, the same spot we were last year, 
fighting for a playoff berth. God damn, they made my dog come out this shirt, man. I need y'all to tighten up Miami. So here's my thing, right? So usually I would be on y'all ass. Uh, I don't ever really get a chance to be on your ass. And I appreciate you for not being on my ass. But you have a million chances there. But I'm not mad at y'all for this loss, right? Because, like, I'm not going to, like, when you've seen those three interceptions, you're looking at, like, yo, there's something wrong. They're, this can't, like, these because these passes are accurate as passes that Tua usually makes. Like, he threw that bitch in. The first interception um, Tyree killed the overthrow was he threw that bitch in a motherfucking five people. But, like, that's a pass he can normally put in the pocket. And then there was um the miscommunication with um was it Morstead or Jeff Wilson one, the one of the backs, one of the backs that was that was bad. And then the other one, the last one, it wasn't. I think that was more defense. But this Packers team is came to play. But we seen that there's something wrong with two. And now we Monday, Monday we find out he's been he got um he's in concussion protocols. Like there was something happening. They did. They did show that the play. You know, they watched the tape. They tried to find the play where it happened. The play where it happened was early in the second quarter, two minutes forty seconds, whatever. But they're saying pre that play, Tua was nine for thirteen, two hundred yards and a touchdown. After that play, five for thirteen, three interceptions, thirty or fifty yards, and it was like. I will, if it was concussion, but then that brings it back to the point of the one red flag with Tua was injuries. And one and one of the reasons for injuries is because he's undersized. And I'm not saying you can control concussions, but you can't. I get I get on Kyler's ass all the time. He gets hurt. Why? Because he's five foot ten, five foot eleven, running around like he's Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. Like he's not as big as these guys. And with Tua, and it, it's some it is showing that like if he takes a couple of hits, you're you just don't have the NFL body. You just don't have that that ability to take punishment like these six four guys can, and it has nothing to do like with anything else. I'm just hoping he can stay healthy. Maybe we, we look better, but if if he can't stay healthy, I don't know what else. To, like I'm 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 worried because I have been I've been pitching hard for Tua, but if every year is a year of him only playing ten games, it, it's hard. And after the rookie deal, I get, I'm on the same reason why I don't want to pay Lamar any guaranteed money. You don't play full season. So, like, I have to I have to treat my quarterback in the same the same reason, the same uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. And I respect it. I, I'm not mad at y'all. Like, I was crazy that I'm the level-headed one in this situation. Because um, it was 26-20, and the, the last three drives, I'm just literally looking like, yo, they got to go. Like, they got to go. Like, I'm watching like, okay, they, this is okay. The first, the first interception happens. I'm not tripping. I'm like, okay. They got to go. Like, they got to figure whatever they got to do, they got to go. And then he throws the second interception. I'm like, whew, all right, you have a lot less time, but you guys got to go. You got him. You guys got to go. Jason Sanders missing the field goal uh, at, in the second half, that was big, I think, also, because, I mean, I know they end up scoring another field goal, be it by six, but still it would have been like, I don't know, it's just momentum not being able to put up points. And I still think my biggest thing, I don't hear anyone else saying it, but like Miami's often seem to be like the Cowboys of last year, the Chargers of last, where it's like either you go out there and have a big play and offense is rolling or you're stalled and there's nothing, nothing in between. And that in between is the shit that wins you championships. Yeah, that's fact. But I'm just looking like this is the, this is, I'm not mad at y'all for losing this game. Cause like, 
you cannot control this man throwing three interceptions. Like he didn't know what he was looking at. Like there probably there might have been two motherfuckers like right there. Like he was off a little bit. Like <laughs> it may have been two, and there, most likely there probably was two motherfuckers there. And he yeah, threw- like, the light was probably fucking him. Like just bro, he was probably really going through, it and he was over there playing whatever he can because he didn't want Teddy Cullis to come. I think y'all just need to figure out the run game situation. You had something going on Raheem Morstead and Jeff Wilson Jr. Early, um, in the middle of the season, get that back right. But, like, y'all still have two more games to win, and it's against the Patriots and the motherfucking Jets. So, like, these last two games are going to be the sides if y'all make it or not. Uh, all right. Well, we spent some time on that game. Let's go into the blowout block, some games we can r- brush past pretty quickly. First one, let's go back to Saturday. The Bills is destroying the Bears. There was no Justin Fields big play. There was no big run touchdown. And without that, the Bears looked like a college offense almost. And then the Bills is, the Bills did what the Bills were supposed to do. They ran the ball in some cold-ass weather. And uh, Singletary and James Cook and all the running backs ended up doing the bulk of the work. And Jeff, Josh Allen and the rest of the team uh, scored the touchdowns. I'm just sure that how much cold weather was playing. Oh, yeah, fuck that game. But um, I was just worried about it. There's so much cold weather out here this, this week. Like, it was even snowing in Miami. They're canceling oh, flights right now. A lot of people are stuck where they're at because shit's just frozen. Uh, Tennessee, the Titans game started a whole hour later because in the whole Tennessee, their power grid may go out because of how cold it is. So they were doing the whole co- – the, the state's electric company was doing this thing where they turn off the power for like 10 uh, – for like – 30 seconds in area or like five minutes in areas and then turn it back on. So like to keep shit going, I don't know, whatever they do scientifically, but the Titans game couldn't start because power was out in the city. That shit's crazy. And these motherfuckers are warming up with no shirts on and shit, trying to show that they the bosses. You got Bill's niggas, Bill's mafia motherfuckers coming at bitch, no shirt, Bill's mafia pan on his stomach. And I'm looking at y'all like, couldn't be me. I'm going to be out there at a Bill's game next year. Hopefully a Dolphins versus Bill's game, but like motherfucking nah, we bubbling enough. Yeah, and the next game, same thing. Chiefs, Seahawks, 24-10, cold as fuck. And uh, the Seahawks, I thought it was hilarious because you see the Chiefs player on their sideline getting ready, you know, throwing the ball around in, in pads and everything. Go to the Seahawks sideline. These motherfuckers ain't got no clothes on, bro. Just just, <laughs> just some ski masks and some face masks and shit. And I was like, oh, brother. <laughs> that reminded me of the – remember the New York Giants went on their boat trip and they took that, <laughs> that famous photo of everyone out their shirt on and shit? Yeah, that was I, I knew that my Seattle Seahawks plus 10 was in jeopardy after I saw them uh getting ready for the game like that. And this game was never even close. Like the the Chiefs were up like 17-3 at halftime and it, it was the whole it was just Chiefs the whole game. Hey, I will say Jerry McKinnon warmed up without a shirt on for the touchdown. Yeah, it works for somebody. <laughs> yeah, he's used to that Kansas City climate. Yeah. Next game. Uh, I had the Panthers here. Panthers dominating the Lions, thirty-seven to twenty-three. Uh, everybody, Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, and everyone was letting loose on the ground game. This was this was an ass whooping if I've ever seen it. Right. Look, this these these fingers stand for three hundred and twenty-one. They ran all over these motherfuckers. They broke up, and you see, um, big dog DC. Over there at the um, press conference, like, yeah, man, what they did was awesome. They fucked us up. Hell yeah, they fucking did. And motherfucking, and I'm mad as fuck. I didn't have that, um, I don't know. I never even heard of the motherfucker that scored, like, two, what did he score, like, two or three touchdowns for them boys? Zilstra, whatever his name was. Oh, yeah, Shane Zelsta. Yeah, I'm like, bro, if I had him, I would have won in fantasy this week. Fuck D-Hawk. 
hey, I, I told you the Lions run couldn't continue, and the Panthers find ways to win at home. And if you have a defense that lets up running, the Panthers probably have a good shot at keeping the game. And they, they showed it here, 320 yards. Hubbard, I mean, either one of these fan, running backs in fantasy had a fucking day. No, nah, that shit was insane. They ran all over them boys. And that's and now Steve Wilkes has five wins. They said that's how many Ms. Matt Rule had his entire motherfucking tenure. So motherfucking fighting for the playoff spot. And they look a lot better than the Bucks, the team that they've beaten twice this season. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh next game on the blowout clock. 49ers beating the commander so badly that they decided they had to sit Heineke and bring back the Carson Wentz show. That was crazy. And then that's the only time they looked decent this game was when Carson Wentz was on the field. Facts. Like, it, it, it was looking bad. I will say at halftime, at 7-7. I was sitting pretty good. Like, I told you that Washington defense is going to uh, have Brock Purdy kind of looking kind of eh. And you picked the commanders? I picked the commies straight up. This is one of the few levels I had was I took, I took the commies here. And their defense showed up. Like, uh, Purdy threw in the interception. Uh, the run game, other than Ray Ray McLeod's shout out eight one three Ray Ray Sickles High School shout out, other than Ray Ray running that seventy one yard touchdown early, yeah, it would have it would have been seven zero at halftime Washington, and I was sitting there like, okay, that one big play, no big deal, like that doesn't that you can't do that all game, but then the second half, show me Purdy's a guy, because otherwise oh, he, he would have sat like he would have just kept being mediocre. He showed that like okay, he was he knew he was fucking up. Time to turn up a gear. And uh, do what I've been doing. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, Mr. Irrelevant. Didn't he go like 11 or 13? 11 for 13 in the second half or some crazy shit like that? Yeah, and there's two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. George Kittle, big dog guy. I fuck with George Kittle because he, he – he, I don't know if he's good when D, when Debo's there. I don't know what the issue is. I don't know if they can't play together or something he, like he that. He blocked so much. That's the only reason why he doesn't eat the way he eats because on Shanahan's offensive scheme, they need a blocking tight end. So really on like 50% of his snaps, he's blocking. That's what it is because, boy, when he gets in that open field, he he's a big dude, like, and he's fast. like. That's why he he's always in that consideration of the top two or three tight ends because even if he's not putting up a 1,000-yard seasons, his one fallback is like, hey, he also doesn't – like Travis Kelsey probably blocks on like – Five percent of his snaps all year, whereas Kelsey's blocking on like forty percent of his snaps. Yeah, Kittle is the truth, man, and he's good. His defense is awesome because after that they got the interception, and I want to say they got a fumble. Or did they score? Did their defense score? The 49ers, yes. Yeah, this, this defense is ball, and I picked them boys up in like what the eighth round. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I niggas picked the Ravens and the Bills first. I was mad. I was like, 49 is both leagues. Then uh, two more blowouts. The Rams is beating the dog shit out of the Broncos. 51-14. The whole, they fired Hackett. They said, get that fucker out of here. We don't care if we can pay him $80,000 for every week for the next four years. We just need him out of this building. Right, that shit was terrible. Like, Genuinely, as a ball player, I would hurt. First off, do you know the Rams have somebody named like Jacoby Durant or something like that? So, like, bro, his name is Kobe Durant. He was made, he playing football. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> bro? He, he got two interceptions, so he's doing something right. Took one back for a touchdown. So, motherfucking, that team was crazy. Matt Gate ate what's my voice. My boy, I knew when he scored that first 55 yard field goal, 
I knew that like, oh, they got something coming over here. But that ass whooping the Rams put on the Broncos. I was I was shocked that the Broncos defense let allowed that to happen like that. But 51, 5 1 on the best on prop. What I thought was the second or third best defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, Kobe Durant, his touchdown, two interceptions on the day. Tyler Higby, nine catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, 24 28, 232 touchdowns. Cam Akers, 23, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Like, it was – if you had any one of these players, if you had the Rams on fantasy day, like, you ate. And Russell Wilson put up, like, a six QBR, his worst of his career ever, three interceptions, 15 of 27, 214 yards, sacked six times for 40 yards. And word on the street is the Broncos got Walmart money, and they might say, get the f- fuck you too, Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, they, like, that Walmart money go long. Like they might just say, "All right, we we can't, we're not going to deal with Russell Wilson after this year." Wait, so the Walmart family bought the Broncos? Yeah, and you know that yeah, they 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 got the money to be able to say, "All right, keep the two fifty million. We want to win." No cap. I'm not gonna lie to you. Them them boys, that'd probably be their best like loss ever. Like that would be everybody be like, "Oh my gosh, you got to pay him." Nah, it's only till twenty twenty five. We'll figure this shit out. We'll and, if, and, if, and if they cut Russ or whatever. Or if they bench him, right, they make him a third stringer because they might not cut him because then they have to pay him everything straight up. So they just bench him for the five years. No team is trading for him because then they have to take on that contract. It's not good. Like Yeah, that's like, like I could see if they cut him, maybe like a Panthers or, or the Colts, someone try to pick him up. And like, but like, why would the Broncos cut him? I mean, unless they want that extra spot. Other, the only real thing they can, I, I in business terms, I think they keep him on the roster just so you pay him weekly instead of two fifty straight up. Here you go, walk out. Like they pay it, and like this, this could be the last year of watching Russell Wilson play football because if he sits on the bench for four years, no one's training for him with that contract, and no one wants him. It should be like the only reason why he should be playing is if somebody gets hurt or it's garbage time. Yeah, and if someone gets hurt on like a playoff caliber team, like like if the Steelers end up like s- next year being decent, and then all of a sudden like Kenny Pickett goes down, they might they might trade for him because they might need something. But but you know what I heard though? I heard what you hear. Sean Payton. That's they like if they if they do anything, I would say try to figure out find an offensive minded um quarter find an offensive minded coach. And knows how to um, run a defense, and like they still have a squad. Like they still have good receivers. They have a great defense, and everybody's young. So like Russell Wilson is just the only problem, and they're running backs. So they figured that shit out. And Sean Payton made motherfucking running backs look great over there in New Orleans. But like if they were to get SP, they might be. They might have. They might be a Super Bowl team. Was looking at. I could see him on the Broncos, but the two teams I've been hearing his name with a lot, the Chargers and Staley ends up getting fired. And uh, the Cowboys, if Mike McCarthy ends up shitting the bed in the playoffs again. Because him and Jerry Jones are like this. Oh. And and he's from Texas. Oh. Yeah, like the Cowboys rumor has been swirling for a while. Uh, but then our last game is for the blowout block was the Chargers twenty to three against the Colts. Nick Foles looks terrible. That like the, the one thing I thought maybe he could still look good, but nah, he hadn't played football in like two years, so it all makes sense. Three interceptions, one hundred and forty three yards, 
Justin Herbert, I mean, it's not like Herbert had a great day either. Eckler ended up doing the scoring the touchdowns, but this the I think the Chiefs, not Chiefs, but the Chargers have clinched the playoff berth. So this is the first playoff berth of Justin Herbert's career and Brandon Staley's career. So shout out. Uh, is that second in the last nine years type shit? You know, Phil Rivers ain't going to no playoffs. Hey, he went all the way to the AFC Championship game and played on the torn ACL. So I always give him his props. I give him his props for I give, I give him his props for not wearing rubbers because he's consistent on that. But the Chargers this game so like it was crazy to me when you when you had to take that um it was like hey man you had Nick Foles this whole time what was the point of bringing Sam Elger? and I'm watching this game like yo you guys really gonna play Nick Foles this whole game like I'm looking at Jeff said I'm looking at Jeff said you're really gonna let him go back on this field like these that's the best there. interest of this team right now. And I want to say they had a fumble, too. Like, this offense didn't do shit at, at all. And there was a point where the defense, DeForest Butner, got the fumble. Um, I want to say they forced um, not Eckler, not – I can't remember who they forced the fumble. They, they forced the fumble, and motherfucking – they're literally damn near in the red zone. And they couldn't do jack shit. Them. Not a thing. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's nothing this offense is going to do all game. You got to make a switch. And uh, Chargers, I mean, Chargers defense got seven sacks on him. This is one of the worst O lines in the NFL, up like not even arguable. And then on top of it, like I felt like the Colts defense played a good game. Like they got the interception, they got the fumble, they were keeping this game within striking distance for so long. And it's just like this offense really couldn't do nothing to help them in their cause. It was bad. There was a fourth and one that they went on. And um, they went for the quarterback sneak, and this man Nick Foles went nowhere. I'm telling you, the Chargers were just jumping over the line. And then, and then, what the worst part was is like, you because you lose. This is how many people jumped over the line that like you lose track of Nick Foles. You just see his helmet, and then you just see the ball. So you don't know where his knee is at, but you just see him have the ball like this and just kind of try to extend it. And he gets out there, but like Brett might be down as fuck. And I feel like that was the definition of what's going on right there. Like you hear. You're here, but they're just trying to get there, but they just can't reach it. <laughs> Every play on offense, like, you were trying to do something, but you just couldn't reach it. And then uh, Jeff Saturday coming out of the presser saying they're going to stick with Nick Foles for uh, next week against the Giants. I'm so and, glad I ain't going to press it. So the middle of the hearing that. And uh, Chargers safety Derwin James is going to be a concussion protocol after that hit that got him ejected. And I'm not like that hit was a hit. Like, like he was so pissed that he got ejected for that hit. I'm like, bro, like according to the rules, like that's an ejectable hit. You led with your head. You took the other guy's head off. I understand the angle you're at is an awkward angle to try to lead with your shoulder, but still, that was according to the rules. That's an ejectable hit. It's tragic because like we used to do hits like that in Little League, and we would just tell me, "Hey, get your ass off." And then the Chargers, they're hopeful. They, they are making this playoff run. Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater possibly will, will be back for the postseason, which will be great for them if they uh, now that they've clinched it. That is dangerous. Now let's get into this weekend slate. We went through the, uh, the blowout block. First game, Saints beating the Browns 17-10. to 10. It was cold as fuck there. And – Kamara, I think this is like the, the Browns could not stop Kamara. They could stop Andy Dalton without any weapons. That was very evident. But Kamara was what tw- uh, seventy six yards and a touchdown, a couple catches, and I felt like the defense is just 
kept stopping Deshaun Watson, getting an interception here and there, uh, here and there, and just the Saints did what they had to do to make sure that their playoff hopes are still alive. I'm happy they did it. This is one of the games where I was on the right side of the pick, and I needed it to come back this weekend. Sean Watson sucks. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, he got his rushing touchdown. He's cool. But this team's just like – I. the thing about Brissett over Watson is, like, at least Brissett did get up to play for Brissett. I feel like they understand Brissett's going to put his life on the line. There was 30-point games coming out of this offense with Brissett. In the, I don't think they went over 20. Like, that one, the first game where the defense special teams and everyone else scored other than the offense – other than that, they haven't put up over 20. Like, Offensive-wise alone, I don't think they put up 21 or plus yet all year with Deshaun Watson. This team is not good, man. And they were and they paid him all that money, so they got to play him. But it's like, I don't understand why Nick Chubb isn't eating anymore. I don't know. Hey, all these quarterbacks that got their money, Watson, Murray, Russell Wilson, it's going to fuck up the bag for everybody else now because let's look at what they're doing. <laughs> Next game, Vikings squeaking out the win against the Giants. I took the Giants. Kev had the Vikings. Once again, Kev, you squeaked out a victory with these fucking Vikings. And I, I, My biggest takeaway from this game is they're just not going to be able to do it come playoff time. Like, you're not going to be able to hit a 61-yarder field goal with the game on it. Like, Y'all going to keep doing this all year long, but when y'all lose that close game in the playoffs because your defense lets up 30 or 33, don't don't come crying to us. Hey, the only – first off, Jay Jettis is the best receiver in the motherfucking league. I've been saying it since day one. Cooper Cup is hurt. Devontae Adams and Derek – Devontae Adams is eating, but motherfucking, he's not doing it like Jay Jettis. D-Hop, you've seen what he did this week. Jay Jettis is the truth. Secondly, these motherfuckers are like 9-0 or 11-0 in one-score games this season. And this is my thing, right? Usually, I would think these are red flags. But last year, they all their games were 50-50. Like, all their games were one-score games, and they lost them 50-50. All I've seen is a team this season. All I've seen is a team that doesn't give up, a team that meshes well, a team that eats. They picked up Hawkinson, and Hawkinson immediately became a motherfucking guy. Immediately became a guy, a baller on that team. And that's what they're on, you feel me? So, like, it's true. Their defense does fuck up like crazy. But they step up when they need to, which I think is insane. And that kicker kicked to 61. Like, that's his career high. And he went up there with confidence. Like, that's the biggest thing. This team believes, and they're bought in. Kevin O'Connell is the latest one on that sideline every game, like, this team is the truth, and like, it's easy to. It, everybody doesn't believe in them, but until they make it to the, until they get their um, they they get their win in the first um in the second round because they, there's a chance they might get the bye. Like the way um, the way the Eagles got hurts hurt right now. Yeah, the the way the shits work right now, that boys are staying right next, right on their ass. So, no matter what y'all say, even though the the numbers say this team shouldn't be winning, they're over. Under when it comes to the scoring is bad, but like they're gonna find a way to win every time. And, I don't know if it's gonna win them a championship, but I know it's gonna keep winning them these motherfucking games. I know uh Jay Jettis came out and he said what they asked if he should be in conversation for MVP. He said, Oh no, they asked him if they he think receivers should be able to win MVP. And he said with the year he's having right now, 
he should definitely be in the conversation for MVP. Definitely. Like, you can make the argument Cooper Cup could have got should have got that bit last year. No, and Jonathan Taylor too. There was two there was the first time ever where like two non quarterbacks were like close in that MVP race. Oh uh, yeah. Next game, the Bengals taking care of business, 22 to 18. It was 22-0 at halftime. Then they forced a couple interceptions. Patriots are moving back. They're moving. They're moving. They're within. They're a five-point game, a minute left in the game. They're in the red zone. They're on a goal line situation. And Ramon Stevenson's fumble. Bengals get the ball back game over. But it was scary. It was a close. It was close. Didn't they start this game off like 22-3 or 22-0 or something? 22-0 a half. And then the Patriots get some interception. Like that's like the Patriots started second half. Like they were literally. If he doesn't fumble there, Patriots have a good case of they won. They win this game because they were they were right there. But like the what's it called? And then the Vikings with their pump block. I meant to bring that up. Was that the Vikings game? Uh, I'm not too sure. Probably is. But yeah, the pump block was what um was saved them against the Giants. I meant to bring that up. But back to um the Patriots. Um, this game was. Interesting because of the way that they started off so hot, the Bengals with T. Higgins scoring that touchdown, looking good. Motherfucking, they were unstoppable, but the Bill just made those adjustments. And then you got Marcus Jones getting, I want to say he got two picks, and then he took one for back for the touchdown. That's all they needed, man. But what do you think about McCorkle in this game? Hey, bro, he, he keeps, he's just one more shady play away from, I want that motherfucker out of this league, bro. That that block on Eli and Apple, he had a couple against the Bears where he was kicking people in the nuts. He, tris, he uh, twists the fuck out of Brian Burns' ankle against the Panthers last year. Like, he's just, you can't keep doing these, like, you can get away with a couple until it starts like, okay, maybe, and even if it isn't true, maybe it does bad angles the defense is going to start honing in on this shit and they're going to start taking out some of their own street justice on this motherfucker. And uh, I think he's, he's, he's on thin ice right now, but even that, I just don't think he's, he's good. He's good in a Patriot system against a, like, is he, he didn't have a bad game, but 18 to 21 points is just the Patriots. At, like, that's just what they're going to put up every week. They're, like, this is not an offense where you, if it goes into a 28 30 game, like, there's never going to be that. And I don't, I think his days are numbered too, just because he also seems to like to talk back to some coaches. He also has more of a personality that Bill Belichick's not accustomed to. It's just more of how long is Bill Belichick going to stay as a coach in the NFL? The motherfucker is 70 already. And if he continues to stay for the next five years, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be a Patriot for, like, the next coming years. But if he does end up retiring, I could see Mac Jones sticking around in the, uh, the Patriot systems. That's interesting. I want to see how this shit goes. But it's next. Boys. And you think, but this is interesting when it comes to the boys, before we get off of them, the Patriots motherfucking soup. They're seven and eight and when it comes to their – I'm looking on the outside in the playoffs. Against y'all boys, like what are you, what are you, how are you feeling about this? I don't think they have a shot of even coming in anymore because like, they have a shot, but it's like one of those they have like one of the longest. Like the Jets have a better opportunity of making it in. There's a couple teams that are like uh, the uh, I can't remember the other team. I think the um, Raiders, 
Maybe it's not the Raiders. I just I just know there's like two teams that have a higher problem. Steelers. It was the Steelers and the um Jets that are more likely to sneak in than the Patriots. I think their opportunity's kind of gone now. Like if they would have won this game, we're talking different. But th- they needed this win to at least still be hopeful for a playoff push. And I will say that one play was crazy, but I don't respect their um their comeback that much because like that passage of Kobe Myers, like it kind of bounced up and he just happened to be in the right place, right time. So that I was looking like if that's the way y'all gonna win, I think the Bengals have more momentum on their side. On to our next game. The Ravens beating the Falcons 17 and 9. Falcons only put out three field goals under the Desmond Riddler offense. And uh the Ravens, I mean, they didn't look good either, but they needed this win to at least stay close to the Bengals here. They did clinch the playoffs with this win, though. So yeah, I think that's crazy that they're on clinch the playoffs because I feel like they just haven't been having the best season this season. But I mean, this game was a it is what it is game. I mean, we started the game off what 14-0 and we kind of tried to claw away in a little piece. But it's just one of those games that like I feel like Desmond Ritter played better. But there was like the fourth quarter we had opportunities to win. Like we had chances, but we were short on a lot of fourth and goals on a fourth and um on um fourth down conversions. I want to see if I can find the stat to see how we did on fourth downs. I Not know in. Travis Allegear, like the, or Tyler Allegear, like are finally letting him be the lead back, and I'm enjoying. Yeah, it. yeah Cordell Patterson only had like eight rushes, and I mean he didn't score or anything, but there was just a couple. Desmond Ritter played better. He definitely was throwing that bitch up to Drake London. They had a good rapport, but. I don't know. This is one of those games. I'm not mad. I mean, Arthur Smith was livid watching this game. Like, when every time he was customing boys out on the own sidelines. But Jake Lo- Drake London back to back games with a fumble, though. That's I was like, what the fuck? Fumblelicious. Ravens, my big thing with them is okay, y'all made the playoffs. Uh, not big thing, but the thing I found funny was the Pro Bowl numbers keep coming out. Lamar Jackson is the third alternate for QB. I'm not sure. I think it's like Justin Herbert, Tua, and then Lamar Jackson at uh, the third alternate. Fourth alternate is Tyler Huntley. And if if all if if Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, who all are going to be in the playoffs, all decline to go to the Pro Bowl, and then Herbert and Tua, who are possibly in the playoffs as well, also decline to go to the Pro Bowl, there's a chance in the world where the Ravens have two quarterbacks at the Pro Bowl. It's probably the first time ever. That's insane. How did he get that many that, And That's it? when a lot of people, he got voted in over Derek Carr. He got voted in over Tannehill, who I know isn't having a great year, but still he's a starting quarterback in, in a, a Trevor Lawrence. Like I'll, let, I'll let McCorkle go again before. I'll let Matt White go before him. That that was one of the funniest things I've seen of all. I was like, wow. And that's another reason why the Pro Bowl is a complete sham. And it's flag football. Uh, next game, the Titans losing to the Texans. We've been saying the Texans have been feisty, but me and you both were like, oh, Derrick Henry going to get that 200 yards. They're going to uh, – the Texans are cooked. They always shit on – but, man, did Malik Willis look shitty. And man, do the Texans this, they they still got that fight in them, even without uh, Pierce and without uh, Brandon Cooks, without Stingley Jr. They they're still showing up and they're playing. 
And Malik Willis, 14 of 23, 99 yards, two interceptions. If I was a Titans fan, this game would make me start smoking cigarettes. Like, this is a good, this was what we thought was a good team that just had some miscues on defense. But Derrick Henry did good enough to motherfucking fuck up me in fantasy. But besides for that 43-yard touchdown run, the boy did not do crazy, crazy. Like, he had 126, 126 minus 43. You do the math for you, the genius, like 80-something. So motherfucking... They didn't. They weren't. They didn't have a crazy presence on offense. And Davis Mills, after I want to say he had a fumble, and he still came back and figured out a way to motherfucking win this game. Like, who was that last touchdown to? Uh, his last touchdown was. I'll tell you real quick. Oh damn! Their only touchdown. He threw one to Brandon. Oh, Brandon Cooks did play. My bad. He threw a six-yard touchdown to Brandon Cooks. He like. Them boys doing what they had to do. Like, what were the turnovers in this game? They didn't force three turnovers. Stop it. Yeah, yeah no, they did, bro. They were shit, and Malik Willis was – like, Malik Willis looks bad. Like, him coming from Coastal Carolina and Zach Wilson coming from BYU. These, these are reasons why you don't ever take quarterbacks at these small schools because when they're playing and they look like gods – it's typically because they're playing against some fucking small ass like a school that has no right going up against a five star athlete. That's crazy. That's fucked up because I know somebody that went to that um went to the school with Malik Willis. <laughs> well, you no because uh like the Isaiah Likely tied in Coastal Carolina. He's a dog. He's legit. Like those playmakers you can get from these small, but as a quarterback, go watch the tapes. They're throwing to people who are wide open. Like there's not like they're throwing passes passes that couldn't be made. They're throwing to the wide open targets because they're wide receiver or tight end. Like there's a way better skill versus whoever they're going against. And you can't evaluate that because then once you get into the NFL, everyone's skill is very similar. You're not throwing to wide open targets. You have to anticipate when people get open. It's just a complete different ball game. They have completely no passing game really close. It's uh, well, the biggest takeaway from this game. Yeah. And then our, our next game, which was all passing offenses here. I mean, the run game did, did get involved. But it was a shootout. Cowboys beating the Eagles 40-34. to Dak Prescott kept called an anytime interception. And, of course, it hits. It hits early. It hits for an inter- a pick six. Garner mentioned, though, he does throw two himself. And uh, I will say, though, they, the, both of those interceptions were like, the Cowboys making good-ass plays on the ball. It wasn't like Gardner Minshew was just throwing shit straight to the safety or nothing. It was the ball getting ripped out of their hands by a, a Cowboys defender. And, and, and who he was throwing to? A.J. Brown? Nah, Quez Watkins, Eyeglass. Oh, Quez, I didn't know who exactly was on picks. All right, I'm pretty sure it was Quez Watkins for both of them. But Gardner Minshew had a great game. I'm watching this game, and I'm proud. I just think there was just – it was just – I think this game literally was a shootout. It was even, 100%. Everybody put both in. Dak looked great. C.D. Lamb with that with – that, I've seen that spin touchdown, like one where he caught the ball and spin into the end zone so nice on the ass at least 100 times. But I think this game comes down to that third and 30. That third and 30. Everyone's been talking about it. This game, 100%. Like, I hate to – I. 
because there's so many games and so much shit that goes into on the NFL game. But you can bring, you could come to the turnovers. You come. It's third and thirty, and these motherfuckers. T. Y. Hilton. Off the waiver wire is what a week and a week and a half. A week and a half, fifty-two yard reset. He's worth every single penny that they paid that motherfucker off the waiver for that one play. That's all he needed. Now get that boy ready for the playoffs. And that's what the, that's what the different maker. I think that. And then low key, they said you seen Devonte Smith on that second um touchdown. He had went to the um kicked the door down. Yeah, he kicked the door down and robbed himself in the They said. But he can't be doing that. You see, the boys ain't score. They ain't score after that. So those are the two plays that didn't make. But this Cowboys team looked great, and it's kind of scary to think Zeke scored. Um, CD kind of, and a couple Gallup even had one. It's kind of scary to see this team in um, the um to see this team in um playoffs. But another big play I think that caused this game. I'm capping. It wasn't just those two. Was that Miles Sanders fumble? That shit was. Phew. All the way over there. Where the fuck was he doing? Doing giving that back to back, like right after, like the like y'all had a chance too, and then that fumble really just cost it. But you people want to say, "Oh, if Hertz was in this game, we win this game," and it's like that's like you're basically saying Gardner Mitchell had a bad game. That's not the case at all. Gardner Mitchell was balling, two interceptions. I won't even blame him. Like that was literally def- the defenders making a hell of a play on the ball, but. That third and third, uh, Jalen Hurts being in that game doesn't change the fact of a third and thirty. Hurts yeah. has nothing to do with that play. This I, is I, this is a defense. They had six sacks on Dak, a pick six. Not saying the defense had a bad game. They just had a bad play in a very key moment. I think the, the Cowboys just got up for this game. They knew that this is the best team and this is the best team in the NFC right now. So they they want to come into the playoffs feeling like the best team in the NFC. You had the beaten boards, and they so they had their chance. They were they had the um, even the Vegas knew they Vegas believed in them, motherfucking. They covered the spread like they was like, yo, we're gonna come here and fucking boys up. They couldn't stop Devonte Smith, AJ Brown still eight didn't score a touchdown. But what they did against that run game, only holding Miles Sanders to sixty five yards and motherfucking game well to seventeen. Pro Bowl Miles Sanders. Yeah, and I think that fumbleicious Miles Sanders, but. I think that was the difference in this game because there was no Jalen Hurts as a rushing threat as well. Because they did that, they motherfucking they motherfucking what's it called? That's how the Cowboys won by shutting down that run game. If you wanted to beat, I'm gonna make Garner Minshew beat me. He almost did. And I, I hate uh, we were hating on the Cowboys earlier in the season. They went over the win totals already. So shout out them. That was a mistake on them, but. Halfway through the season, I did. I was saying, I think the Cowboys are the top three team in the NFC, and they're playing like a top. They just have a roller coaster of, of games where they, they they kind of play up to their opposition, but in some games where you, they, you expect them to win by 30, they don't show up. And hopefully they've learned their lesson come playoff times. you got to show up every game. I respect it. I just don't think they can beat this Eagles team straight up because last – I think it's fair because they played um, – they played against Cooper Rush the first time. Eagles played against Cooper Rush the first time, and now the Eagles played the Cowboys played against um Garner Minshew. But this game came down to like touchdown. Garner Minshew was throwing shots in the end zone. Like these are these they was close. Like 
just the Cowboys team is not beating a good a straight up Eagles team in the playoffs. Well, we're gonna see if they can be healthy because the Jalen Hurts collarbone shoulder injury has been now he might be not play next week. So it went from oh one week thing to now maybe Gardner might be the we saw with Carson Wentz stepped out on their playoff hopes and then Nick Foles led that team to a fucking championship run and it hopefully he's healthy because I do want to see I, I no team wants to beat a team that's not 100%. No one ever wants to win a, a ring that way. Like you want to win knowing you beat teams at the like I beat them. No no excuses, no nothing. Oh no man. You telling me you get rid of um Julian Edelman for the Super Bowl against the Falcons? Oh. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. Walk around, my, walk around my replica ring. <laughs> Next game was Sunday night football. We were both on the same team here. It was a close game. Steelers beating the Raiders 13-10. to 10. And, uh, like, Franco Harris, I mean, they did it in his honor. They, uh, Mike Tom, the whole team showed up wearing 32 towards the game. They, uh, not like Kenny Pickett had a crazy good game. Or is defense is bald? I felt like the Derek Carr had an ugly game. Devontae Adams, I mean, did he even play Sunday? I don't know for sure. Josh Jacobs getting held. Like everyone, the Steelers defense is legit with T.J. Watt in. Not only are they legit, but they're they're back to what we thought they were to start the season. Like you forced Derek Carr to throw three interceptions. Like I, I mean. This is the Steelers team we thought we had when the season started. It's it's just a shitty predicament that we had Mitch Trubisky for like six weeks and we had no TJ Watt for like seven weeks. I th- oh my gosh, I'm looking at the I just seen the Derwin James hit again, but I'm not gonna lie, this Steelers defense, this Steelers defense is playing Steelers defense straight up. They're looking like an old school Steelers team because Big Ben, we love him. We thought he was great, maybe not the last couple of years, but. This defense, you this old school Steelers team is like, hey, bro, you only got to put up fourteen. You put up fourteen, we got you. Like that's all you got to do. Put up ten, put up ten, and we'll see what we can make shape. So that's what this defense is coming up doing. Like motherfucking T.J. Watt is an animal. Cam Hayward is a beast, and I don't think he gets talked about enough. He's a motherfucking dominant force down there in them trenches. Motherfucking Mika Fitzpatrick, I think, had an interception. Yes, like this team is this defense is balling, and I'm not the maddest at the Raiders because they almost won this game. They kept like if George if Ken Pickett doesn't get just take that drive down and throw it to George Pickett with like 40 seconds left on the clock, this game we're not saying this. We're saying like, yo, the Raiders about to sneak their way into the playoff again. But now we're saying that about the Steelers. No, nah, I don't know about that. One. But motherfucking. But the Steelers is they're trying to go five hundred. Like they know that this is a this is their rebuild year and this is what they look like trying to rebuild. And I'm like, wow. If Ken Piggy can do some Trevor Lawrence and just get better and his progressions and just and they maybe pick up another receiver. I mean Odell's still looking for a team and next year be even healthier. So motherfucking this is a this is a dangerous team for time to come. No, yeah, and I definitely see, like, with Kenny Pickett, I see the flashes of Trevor Lawrence-type game where it's just, like, he shows flashes. He makes some good plays. He looks comfortable, even whenever they go three and out or something. It's not like he's having his head down like Baker we used to do and he's, like, feel bad for this guy. He seems to keep his head up. Teammates like him. 
he just seems like someone that knows an offense. And I like, it's just little signs like that. Where I feel like, okay, this guy might be here for some years to come. He, who knows if he'd be a pro bowl S type player, but at least he looks like an NFL quarterback. Oh yeah. But yeah, Daniel James killed bro. I'm just seeing that play like a hundred, like they're replaying it right now. That shit's crazy. Oh, I forgot to also bring up. So uh, Panthers, J.C. Horn, broken wrist on their game. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Big, It's a big issue. He may be able to come back if they make the playoffs. Uh, Titans, Derrick Henry, he's not practicing today. But hip injury, he may not even play Thursday night um, because they uh, it doesn't affect their playoff picture. They just have to win the next week against Jacksonville. And then the Broncos, Randy Gregory, and Rams guard Ode Obushi have both been suspended one game after their fight that they had at the end of the game. Um, this Broncos uh, uh, Rams. Was it something? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because Baker Mayfield's at the uh, you know after post game mic and they're on the field with the 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 field person. And the next thing I know, you see behind him Randy Gregory and this guy throwing hands. Like Randy Gregory throws a punch and this guy throws like it was like, oh shit, Baker Mayfield had to stop his interview to like calm shit down. Oh, that's crazy. And you know Twitter got it. And then for our so that was the one thing I forgot to hit on. But let's wrap this up with our last game. And why not? It'd be a overtime game on Sunday night, Christmas Day, where the Buccaneers Beat the Cardinals 19 to 16. And I'm not gonna lie, I thought the Cardinals had this game, even with D Hop not doing a damn thing. I thought the Cardinals had won this game and the Buccaneers playoff hopes are just gone. This is right through their fingers. But back to back, I want to say almost three weeks in a row now. The Bucks have won in some fourth quarter magic shit where they because they beat the Packers and some or was it the Packers? No, they, I can't remember. They beat like three teams in a row now where it's like some fourth quarter comeback, a couple seconds left before the game is over and they score. I think that's just Brady being Brady because they're figuring out something to do with these um because they're doing it with the misfits because this week it was like with Ricard White whatever the fuck his name is. And then um, I can't remember who scored in um OT. Uh, I know Ricard White had the touchdown. Yeah, Ricard White had the touchdown OT. Yeah, no OT him. to go the in the fourth quarter to force OT. So I think that's the thing. Like they still got to remember. We still got to remember that that is Brady at the end of the motherfucking field. So he's always gonna figure out a way to make something happen if it's a game. If there's a chance in the game. So this Bucks team is looking like they're gonna. Will their way into the playoffs if they can um win out because that's what they got to do because the Panthers is looking like a very motherfucking possible threat. And Panthers Saints got the Saints play. next week. It's really whoever wins that Panthers Saints game. Panthers got to win that game. Hell yeah! So motherfucking, but the Cardinals are stuck. Like they're down to their third string quarterback. I'm not saying he did bad, but like. He's throwing to dudes like Dortch and like Hollywood Brown. Like they, they're not figuring out him and D Hop. Don't look like they they got chemistry right Ten now. Ten targets like, to D Hop for one catch for four yards. And that shit was behind the line of scrimmage. That catch that was it was terrible. So the Cardinals are stuck. I'm actually should go. I'm about to go watch Hard Knocks now to see what the boys got to say about this. And Buddha Baker's done for the season. He got hurt in this game. So that's another big blow for them. But the, the Bucks, I mean, 
People want to keep saying like, all they do is make the playoffs and then Brady and them experience. I'm, this is a first round exit team if they make the playoffs. At least with the Panthers, they have an identity of we're going to run the ball and play defense. And I feel like that's going to be a bigger like that's what the 49ers memo is. And they made a hell of a push last year. So like, I feel like if the if the Bucks make it their first round exit, the Panthers make it. It all depends on matchups for them because if they have a team that can't stop the run, the Panthers might actually win a game. Are them boys run into the Cowboys? Oh yeah, no. Like, well, if they run into like the Vikings or something, that that's a that's a winnable game right there. If they run into the Packers that somehow make their way into the playoffs. Like, they have no run defense. Like, those are winnable games for them boys. Whereas the Bucks, if they make it, I think they're first round exit. I think. All them old vets, and some people want some people want Sean Payton to come to the Bucks, and I I think that's crazy because if I'm Sean Payton, notorious head coach, top echelon head coach in NFL eyes right now, why would he go to a team where Todd Bowles, who is now the current head coach, if he if he doesn't make stay head coach, he's still gonna be defensive coordinator, and Bruce Arians is still heavily involved as like some special. Uh, I don't know, some like coach, mentor, whatever the fuck his position is. Sean Payne doesn't want to answer the Bruce Arians and then have it the former head coach be like right behind. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's that's a weird dynamic for Sean Payne to want to get into. Like, yeah. I'm not answering the Bruce Arians. I beat this motherfucker so many times in week to week matchups. Maybe one time in the playoffs, I ain't thinking about balls. Yeah, like I like it, like like I think that shit's dead. Like people really think that might happen. I I, I just don't see it. Sean better pay him better take his ass to the Broncos and draft him a receiver. Uh, but we recap every game from Thursday, Jaguar and Jets, all the way to Monday, day after Christmas, Colts and Chargers. We broke it all down from the highlights to the lowlights. This has been Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickle of Concha joined with Kev, Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been.